Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome to Dominion Sonship Life again. Here we are, here we are, here we are. And there are just moments where you are so aware of his presence and of his booing up and of his love. And, and those are precious moments. But regardless of how aware we are of the love of God, we know we are loved. And so today we continue the theme of on the Holy Spirit. And the title is The Goodness of the Holy Spirit. The Goodness of the Holy Spirit. Last week's was on the liberty of the Holy Spirit. And it was rather brief overall. And I was just, um, it was another one of those foundational messages where we looked at the narrow way, that narrow is the way that leads into life. But once you find that way and you find Jesus, you come into the biggest broadness there ever is, the broadness and the vastness of God, which is the greatest adventure one can have here on earth on your way to heaven. And so then we looked then at um, Galatians 6 that, God is not mocked whatever man sows. That is what he reaps. And we recognize that now the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a deposit, guaranteeing that we can be led now to sow the right thing so that we reap into the Spirit everlasting life. Well, that is the very goodness of the Holy Spirit, to have been given an ability to make a right decision that no matter what it seems like, no matter what, we are navigating through in this moment, we have mighty Holy Spirit who is the very goodness of God deposited in our heart and is constantly leading us into the way of life, constantly leading us into greater goodness, constantly leading us into the greater unveiling of the goodness of our Heavenly Father because God is good to us today. And so let's go to Psalm 27 verse 13. I love David. I think all of us in the body of Christ love David. He had a heart that was hungry for God, the thirst after righteousness, and he had mighty encounters, and his life was greatly preserved by the Holy Spirit. And so here, David writes in Psalm 27, I would have lost heart. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so today, we're to continue the walk of faith. Today, we're to continue the walk of trusting our heavenly Father because we know that His goodness is actually deposited in us, in our heart, and that we can see the goodness of the Lord here in the land of the living. And so verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage today, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord, trust God today. Trust that God is good. Trust that the good work that he has done on the cross for us to sacrifice his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, a sacrificial lamb of God. Trust that he has not let you be alone today. Trust that he has now given you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit that came on the day of Pentecost is a great manifestation and demonstration of fire power. Fire power lives in you now. The very goodness of God himself. God is good to us. And God in his goodness has chosen to give us the Holy Spirit. If we go to Luke 11, 
Actually, no, let's start from nine. That's nine. Uh, the words of Jesus. I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. This is the confidence that we have today. That, that which we ask, it will be given to us. And remember what we talked about last week about seed time harvest, that there's often time in between the sowing, the asking, and the receiving of that which we have sown. But be confident today that the goodness of the Lord is working all things good, aligning and lining up everything to bring forth that which you've sown in the spirit, that which you've sown through prayer, that which you've sown under the unction of the Holy Spirit through your giving, through your, through your being. You be confident that you will see his goodness here now in this land of the living. And so we can have a boldness to ask and to know that it will be given to us, to, to know that we can seek and we will find, to know that we can knock and it will be widely open to us, that nothing will be held back from God because God is a good Father. And for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, what a, what, what an assurance. Jesus himself, the word, the living word is speaking to us. The living word that came in flesh is speaking to us. The word that does not lie, that there's no lie found in the truth is saying what to us. And this seems to be the hardest moment when we talk to people, to our peers in Christ. No one seems to be believing that they would receive that which they've asked God. It just seems too long gone. It's getting worse, God. God is saying, do you trust me? Wait on me. Trust that I am working a good plan for you today. Don't be weak in heart, but be courageous of heart. And we talked about a few weeks ago that the Holy Spirit is our courage. That we today are courageously free. Go and be courageously free today. And don't shrink back and don't bring the misinformation. Don't bring, bring, bring and take in the lies of the world, but be bold in the declaration that whoever, whoever asks receives. Do we believe the word of God? Well, we have to believe the word of God because we are believers. We are the Christians. We are born of God. We are born of God. And there are moments when I find even myself that the wrestling of the doubt comes in insinuations. And it's like, I just want to take this word and put it right in there and be never moved again. And that is a daily moment that you take the assurance of the word of that which is spoken to you. And don't let it go. How quickly we can let go of the goodness of God. Just by surveying landscapes. They're not ours to look at. Do you know what we're supposed to survey? Jesus. Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. And that's why we have the good Holy Spirit. To enable us to catch the glimpse and to keep the glimpse and the visage of Jesus before us. We've heard so many messages. Believe God. So many messages have the God kind of faith. 
So many messages, trust God. And here it goes a little kinky over there, a little weird over there. And the first thing that we let go is our faith in God. Why? A lack of persuasion. And so these messages are to, to enable us to have a strength of a persuasion to know if God is truly for us, yes, and he is for us, who can be against us? No matter how vicious the words are, no matter how maligning the insinuations are, no matter how distressing, distressing the circumstances, we have a confidence. Like David said, I would have fainted. My heart would have given up. I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Well, today we have an assurance that we we do see his goodness. We have the Holy Spirit to fix our gaze on the good, good Father. For everyone who asks, receives. Oh, do you believe this today? Do you believe this today? That whatever you have asked God, that he is not deaf of hearing. That the Holy Spirit is in you now has taken mighty residence that you have been sealed. I think we might have looked at these verses before the seal of the Holy Spirit when we preached on that. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 3 and 4 here. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministers by us, written not with the ink, not with ink written. So we are living epistles of Christ ministered by us by Paul's teachings. Written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That is of the heart. The Holy Spirit is constantly communicating the truth of the word. That the living life of his expression through us is pure courage. It's pure persuasion to know that we are not alone today. We are not alone today. And so we are ministers now of the Spirit, which is a far more glorious ministry. Together with, there is another one I wanted to look up. 13 verse 4. For though he was crucified, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, for though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by what? By the power of God towards you. And we know that that is the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we know now that he is residing in us. And not only residing in us like a dormant little uh, neighbor or a dormant tenant. No, he's very much alive. And we live now by his life. We live life by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we can't ever lose sight of where God is now. God has taken residence inside of us. And because he is in us, we are always in the presence of goodness. We're always, uh, we're always mindful that goodness lives in me. I'm always mindful that only goodness follows me and comes out of me. Only the goodness of the Father I want to demonstrate on earth to another, which is called love. The goodness of God is the very love of God. 
for God is love. And so that's why we have an assurance that going back to Luke 11.10, for everyone who asks receives, for he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, from any father among you, I can add even mother, I'm a mother. If, if, if the children ask you for bread, will he give him a stone? Will you give him a stone? Will you give the one you love a stone? Will you give the one you love a stone? Or if he asks you for a fish, now we're talking about God. If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then being evil, if you then being evil, isn't that amazing? He's saying, any father among you. And yet he says, if you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? How much more? Will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. How much more our heavenly father will give us the goodness of his spirit if we ask him. And so the assurance is today is ask him and you'll receive his goodness. Ask him and you'll receive. But don't grow faint in heart in the process because this process is called a transformation a metamorphosis that we all have to undergo in life, in the life of Christ, to be transformed into this pure image of the goodness of God, to be transformed in the pure kindness of God, to be transformed in the pure mercy of God, to be transformed and to bear the image of His Son. And so today, don't grow faint, but trust the goodness of the Lord and the Holy Spirit is the deposit in our heart that has written the precepts of God in our heart by whose power we live now to be able to have a confidence that that which I ask God, I'm being heard. And God, being a good, good father, will not withhold it from me. So what is your trust when you look around? What is your confidence when you hear the negative conversations? What, 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 is, what, is, what is your courage when you put on the news and it's nothing but bad reports? What, what, where do you stabilize yourself? It has to be the word of truth. It has to be an awareness of who you are in Christ now. It has to be persuasion that the mighty Holy Ghost lives inside of me now. And because of his life, I'm alive. And because of his seal, I'm being preserved. And because of his love that's been poured out in my heart, I know I'm going to make it. I know I'm going to make it. Do you know you're going to make it? You have to know you're going to make it. Because you, here we read right now, whatever you ask your Heavenly Father, He will not withhold it from you. If you've asked Him for safety, He will not withhold safety from you. If you've asked Him for mercy, He will not withhold mercy from you. If you've asked Him, 
for provision. He will not withhold provision from you. That's who our God is. God is not like the world, though it being evil, still knows how to give good gifts. God is not like the earthly father and mother. God is far above all. God is love. And in his goodness and in his love, he has given us the Holy Spirit. Oh, our companion on earth. The one who has befriended us now. The one that sits closer than a brother. The very spirit of Christ lives inside of us. And we do not need to lose sight of it. We don't have to drop it so fast and forget the messages that we hear. We can actually persevere for a week or two or three and gain momentum and grow and go further than we've ever gone before. Not slip and slide, slip and slide, stuck in the mud. In Christ is a forward run. It is a race of perseverance. It is not a kind world. But through the cross of Christ, that evilness of the world has, has been put away from us. It has died to us. And we, through the cross, Paul writes in Galatians, have died to the world. So I am not after the manner of the world, and I don't fit in the world. So why do you want to fit in the world? Why do you want to conform with the world? You are made to be a Christian and you stand up. You are light. You're a beacon of light. You stand up. You stand out. And you ruffle many feathers because light drives out darkness. Now, we don't do it maliciously, but we do it with a full persuasion of a great confidence. I know who lives in me. The goodness of the Spirit lives in me. I have asked my Father. He's given me His Holy Spirit. His good gift to me is the Holy Spirit. What's His good gift to you? It is the gift of the Holy Spirit. That by that Spirit, now you're known to the Father. No matter what it seems like. There's some long nights we go through. Some dreary days that we make it through. But at the end of the day, if God be for us, at the end of the day, do we have a confidence of the God that lives in us? Or are we so quick to get so disappointed so fast and just drop the ball on God? But God's grace and love is always there to pick us up. I'm for you, child. I'm working all things out for you, good, my daughter. Fear not, my son. I'm with you. I'm in you. Don't give up today. Run the race today, knowing that you've been sealed with the good seal of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Romans 5. A lot of the verses would have looked through their verses I normally track through my own quiet moments. Romans 5, hallelujah. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning because it's so awesome. 5, 1, therefore having been justified by faith. That is your confidence. You've been justified by faith. Keep content for this pure, precious faith that has been entrusted to you. Content. Fight the good fight of faith today. 
as your place of justification by faith. And we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Hallelujah. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Did you read? Did you hear what? You, we glory in tribulations. Why would you want to glory? Because you know you're coming out. Because you know there is a grace that's been given to you that you have now access into this grace by faith by which you stand. In the midst of tribulation, you're standing and you're making it. You, you're not succumbing to, you, to it. But you're actually standing. And withstanding all things, after you've stood and you withstood, you keep standing. You have the armor of God, the very life of Christ. Rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing, and this is it because we know some things, that this is working for me a far greater way to glory. Hallelujah. And so in the, you can laugh. Ha, ha, ha. It's not ridiculous to laugh at it. You're expressing faith towards it. Because you know you're making it. You know, you know this, this, this tribulation is not your portion in life that you'll be stuck in it. But you're coming right through it. Knowing the tribulation is producing perseverance. Oh, godly character. That's powerful. Perseverance and character and hope. Now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God, the love of God has been poured out in our heart. The love of God has been poured out in our heart by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So we don't have to nag God to beg God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to us, has been given to us, and His love now is in our heart. His love now is poured in our heart, and it's keeping us safe in this hour. It's keeping us safe, and with this love, we're loving back our Heavenly Father. With this divine love, we're loving one another. With this divine love, we have an assurance of faith because faith works through this love first corinthians i did a podcast uh the title escapes me right now it's the last podcast i remember the number number 32 podcast number 32 and i was um, oh i know what the title was known by god Known by God. And this was the, the verse that I looked at in, in 1 Corinthians 8, 3. But if anyone loves God, if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Do you love God today? Yes. Why can we be so assured? Because we have his love in our heart. Because the Holy Spirit has deposited the very love of God. He's like our location services. God knows where we're at because love is working in our lives. We are, we are in constant communion and fellowship by the power of the Holy Spirit with our Heavenly Father and we are known by God because we love our God.
What a powerful verse. So let, from here we can go to Romans 8, the goodness of the Holy Spirit, the quicken of my mortal body, the life of my life, the confidence of my hope, the backbone of my life, the be courageous in me, Holy Spirit, to be fearless in this hour. One of my messages was the Holy Spirit is our fearlessness. Though we've not been given the spirit of timidity, but we've been given the good spirit, the good spirit of our Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of might and counsel. Glory be to God. Uh, let's, let's do here. Verse nine. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, he dwells in us. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is, in, see here right there. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not God's. That's how you can make a distinction between a believer and a non-believer. Some are of God, others are not of God. If the Spirit of Christ that magnifies the name of Jesus is not being professed in their life, they're not of God. And we know the one that has the Son has life. And so it's very easy to navigate in your relationships and to know how to pray for whoever is in your path. And the biggest prayer is open their eyes, Lord. Remove the blinders off of them, Lord, that they might see you and know you and receive you. So they will have the spirit of Christ and be gods. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, don't be so quick to finish that, that sentence. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and we know he dwells in us, then what is this assurance that we are having right now? Is that he who raised Christ from the dead will also give a life to your mortal bodies. There's no fear in life. There's no fear in love. There's no fear in God. There's no fear in the Holy Spirit. Death's been flushed out the way fear's been flushed out. And that's what Jesus came to do is to destroy the one that had the power of, of death, the fear bondage that was, uh, that was, that all humanity was subject to was destroyed. And when that was destroyed, it loosed us in the body of Christ. So now we are of life. Now we are of love. Now we are not of fear anymore. So he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And from there he talks about sonship. From this moment of revelation that he lives in me. And because he lives in me, I am now his child. I am an offspring of God. I'm the good child of my good father. Are you as audacious, as, as bold in confidence to know that you are today the good child of your good father? Because that's how God sees. 
sees you. That's how God sees you. For verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit himself. I don't have to go find out, am I born again? The Spirit himself is bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now that is pure love. He's constantly saying to us, you're mine. You're mine, child. You're mine. You're mine. You're mine. You're mine. You belong to me, child. You belong to me, child. We don't have to keep asking God, God, have I lost it? Have I lost my fellowship with you? No. One thing you're going to constantly hear when you tune in is, you're mine, child. You're Christ. You belong to God. You belong to God. You Christ. You belong to God today. He himself, he himself is bearing witness. He himself is bearing witness that you are his child. And then if you are his child, then you're heirs, heirs of God. Heirs of God. That's the inheritance we're after. God's inheritance. The ones that we co-heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Earthly inheritance is here today, gone tomorrow. Why would you strive over foolishness? The things that perish, that moth, was it moth would, 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 would eat and rust would destroy it. When we have an inheritance, this is the reality that we want to grow in. Not the legal papers of what's owed to me. Read all the little articles of what and all the little asterisks and, and the fine lines of you inherit. Oh, I didn't get this. No, oh, no, just scrap that. Come and read your inheritance right here. And be excited that you're God's child. Be excited that he didn't spare his son, but gave liberally his son. And with great liberality, poured out mighty Holy Spirit that we have goodness here now today because otherwise we would have lost heart, we would have fainted, would have quit long time ago. We have the energizer buddy. Holy Ghost, go, 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 Desi, go, 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 Desi. Don't quit now, Desi. Don't despair now, Desi. Just go, Desi. Run the race. I'm for you, Desi. You're mine. You're mine. Go. That's the forward momentum. That's the witness of my father calling me deep, calling unto deep. Allow the voice of God to propel you into his good plan. Don't despair today. It's easy to, I understand. But you know what God says? What God understands is what he's given to us. We can't go to God and say, God, do you not understand I'm really fearful? He'll say, no, why are you fearful? I've given you a spirit of adoption. Why are you fearful? I've given you the spirit of power and of love. Why are you fearful? Why are you cowering? And all of us can pause that question to ourselves soberly today and recognize I need to 
read my inheritance again. That I am a son of the Most High God. That I am a child. And if I'm a child, I'm an heir. An heir of God. Joint heir with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, lay your life down today. That we may also be glorified together. So we can live out his divine life here on earth. Galatians 4. 4. Let's see. 6. <laughs> that Christ came to redeem us. That we might receive the, the adoption of sons. And so verse 6. And because you are sons. Because you see we are sons now. God has sent for the spirit of his son. The very good spirit of the son of God. As Jesus lived and was baptized uh, on the day of his baptism, the Holy Ghost came and, and, and took residence upon his life. At that moment, we hear, we hear the voice of God calling to his son, his beloved son, in whom he is well pleased. And we now have the spirit of adoption, the spirit of sonship. And because you are sons, God has said, for the spirit of his son into your heart, into your heart. He is in your heart today. He is in my heart. He's in my heart. He is in your heart today. Glory be to God. And so we from this moment of revelation can cry out, Abba, Father, therefore, Therefore, because we have the spirit of adoption, because we have the spirit of his son, because we can cry out, Abba, Father, we are no longer slave. No longer slave. But we are a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Then an heir of God through Christ. Glory be to God. Let's go to Ephesians. Praise God. So many in Ephesians I want to look at. Um, chapter 2, 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. You see, we were children of wrath. We had the spirit of disobedience living in us. But now, because God, verse 4, God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. And by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly good places. Made us sit in very good places. In Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift. It is a gift of God. Verse 10. For we are his work. I love this verse. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. And now we recognize 
the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a deposit to lead us in these good works. And so he is the good spirit of the Father that is ensuring and assuring us today that we will walk out the good works of our Father that he's already planned out. He's planned it all out. So why? Just because to your mind, it seems there was a twist in the road. It didn't go the way you thought it should go. Just rest assured, you're his workmanship. You are God's child. God is working his loving life in you and through you to match up with the perfect plan for your life which is still in many ways a mystery to us. Why? Because faith is required. Because the just walk by faith. Because that's how we please God. It's you trust your heavenly father. He has your best interest. Because we read and look that whoever asks him, he'll receive from the father. So trust is required. And that with every child that has been brought up in a sound home, there is a level of confidence, of trust. There's no fretting. Trusting that his good plan is working for me today. Trusting that God has already preordained every single step of my life. Trusting that I have the goodness of the Spirit to navigate me in these good plans for my life and never, never to be dismayed. Never to be dismayed. Never to be under a spiritual harassment, though there are many that come our way, but to subject them all under the dominion that we now have in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, let's go to Philippians the last chapter, Philippians chapter 4. This is exciting. Because God is for us. Because his good spirit lives in us. We're not alone today. Goodness is with us. We're not alone today. Goodness is with us. Goodness is with us. Goodness is with me. Oh, just say it to you. Goodness is with me. Goodness lives in me. Goodness abides in me. The very goodness of God, God, my good, good father, lives in me. In one of my recordings this week, I looked at this particular verse as well. It just comes to mind, so I'll just read it. It's actually 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about God. The Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the Lord is the Spirit. The Lord is the Spirit. And where He is, where my God is, ha, 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 where is He now? Where is my God now? He's not up somewhere stuck in the moon. God, my good God is in me, in me. And he says, where he is, there's what bondage? There is fear. Where he is, is what? Liberty, liberty. Oh, I am speaking to myself as much as anyone else that the Lord would lead to listen to me today. 
There's liberty where he is, and this liberty is a celebration of life. It is a great rejoicing of a Christ life. It is a rejoicing of there is a great unveiling of discovery of who he is in us and who we are in him. Because right there in verse 18, but we all with unveiled, not veiled, not shut up faces, fully wide open, open beautiful faces today. Open your face. Let your face, the beauty of who you are, be exposed because with an unveiled face you are beholding the lamb of god you're beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord and being transformed this is the process i spoke of in the beginning trust the process you're being transformed be patient in this process of transformation this is the time seed time is a transformation harvest you will receive you will receive it's an assurance if you faint not. If you faint not. Trust the process. Trust the process. Being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. No human effort. We looked at the New Living Translation last week. Actually, my son's recap on the message from John 6, 61, I believe that it, it is the, the, the words that Jesus speaks, their spirit and their life, and in that context, well, I might as well just go to it since it's coming up again. And we're coming to the end of the message. We're almost there. Just a couple of verses to go. So John 6 here, actually 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to your spirit and they are life. I love that verse in the New Living Translation. The words that I speak to you, their spirit and their life, and the flesh profits us for nothing. So let's see what is profiting us. What is profiting us? The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Human effort accomplishes nothing. This transformation is of the spirit. This transformation is of the spirit. This process of metamorphosis as, as a, as a worm goes in the cocoon of, 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 of transformation and comes as a butterfly. That, that is the cocoon of the Holy Ghost and trust the Holy Ghost that he is good to you, that this gift has been given to you as a good gift to bring you about, ah, to bring about purity in you to bring about the very image of your heavenly father because jesus bears the image of our heavenly father and it is by the spirit so second corinthians 3 i'll finish that verse and then i'll go to philippians we now verse 18 but we are all with unveiled face beholding we're to behold the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We're to behold his kindness. We're to behold him as in a mirror. The glory of the Lord in a being transformed into the same image because that which you behold, you are becoming. That which you behold and you become. And so in this moment today, Behold his glory. Behold his face. Behold his love. Behold the goodness of the Spirit. 
So you be transformed into his image in that same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. And this is what transformation looks like. No care. In the process of the transformation, when we trust our heavenly father, the one thing that has to go is the care of the world. Philippians 4.10, God spoke this some time back, that that which I'm about to read to you is a definition of no care. <laughs> okay, it's a definition of trust, trusting God, trusting the one that lives inside of you, the good Holy Spirit. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last, this is Paul writing to the Philippians, that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need. Not that I have a need. Not that I have a need, Paul writes. Paul says, I do not have a need. I do not have a need. Writing from prison. I do not have a need. Writing from a very constrained place. I do not have a need. Writing from a place of great rejection by men. I don't have a need. Writing from a place of a mighty persecution. I don't have a need. Now that's an assurance of the work of the Spirit. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have no, I have learned. This is why he had no need. I have learned in whatever state I am to be content, to be content, to be grateful. To be thankful to my father because he doesn't change. That is powerful. For I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I have learned. I have learned in this process of transformation to still myself and to know that he is God. I've learned to calm down myself and to trust that if God be for me, no one can be against me. Paul says, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things. I can. You can today. Do all things through Christ, not through human effort, not through selfish ambition, through Christ who strengthens me, the strengthener of my life. The spirit of Christ is strengthening me to abound in all works of God where it might seem I'm being abased, where it might seem that I that today I'm flooded. It doesn't matter what it's seen. It doesn't matter what is experienced on earth. We have to have a persuasion that God by His Spirit lives in me and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so today be free to believe. Today be free to believe the goodness of God. Today be a believer in the goodness of God 
trust your Father and walk with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord. Thank you, my Father. Thank you. We're all done for the day. Amen and amen. Glory be to God.